0: That's pretty exciting, isn't it? That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing and glad in it and glad that you are part of this time of worship together. And uh, so it's good to be with you. Rick, it's good to be back with you. Yeah, yeah, good it's wine. good to be back. Yeah, welcome
1: back, right? Yeah, Thanks. so, uh, so you know, I mentioned two weeks ago that uh, Pastor Dave and I, who we've known each other for two decades, but we've never preached together, and so that was exciting. And then yeah. last week, Heather and I have known each other for almost two decades, and we had never preached together, and wow. then I, we were talking that it's been six weeks since we've preached together, and it
0: seems like it's been two decades, huh? Really, it it's feels like it's been forever. Yeah, so yeah. It's good to be back with uh, with you, and and uh, good to be back with you guys. We are in the midst of a uh, series right now on prayer, and so this is the fourth week yep. of a four-week series, and uh, so it's been a great series. I've gotten to watch it along with you Uh while we've been on vacation, and uh, so we're wrapping up this series now. And as we're wrapping it up, we're going to be looking at uh, what Jesus had to say. Jesus really set prayer as a priority and, uh, and gave us kind of a, a way of praying, a process mm-hmm. of praying in what we call the Lord's Prayer, if you were raised in the uh, Catholic uh, uh, faith, you called it the Our Father, uh, but it is mm-hmm. this prayer that Jesus taught us. And so ever since we've been doing the online thing, uh, pretty much every week we have had one of our highly skilled, gifted uh, pastors lead us in this very, very familiar prayer. We all know this prayer and, uh, and our pastors lead it uh, uh, each week. In fact, um, I thought just as a way to show that, um, we'll show a quick clip of one of our pastors leading us in this very familiar prayer. Let's take a look. And give us this day our daily bread, as we
1: forgive those and lead us not into temptation. And deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever.
0: Amen. <laughs> You know, Rick, I watched that when I was up in Maine, and I had two immediate reactions. I laughed out loud, and I cringed. I didn't cringe because uh, Pastor Heather made that mistake. We've all done that. I cringed because we've all done that. And when you have a congregation and you kind of lose your place, you just stop talking, and the congregation goes on. When we're on camera like we are now, man, you are out there on your own and you're stuck.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing uh, a couple months ago on video. The same thing happened, and that's when I, I missed the congregation most because I realized that exactly what you said, as we pray that prayer, we kind of have the congregation lead yeah. us, and it, it's, it's disconcerting.
0: And I do remember you getting it wrong, and we've got that video, so let's yeah. show that. No, we don't. <laughs> it's somewhere. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But uh, so, you know, we tease each other. Uh, uh, we're... Our staff is like a family, uh, brothers and sisters, and so teasing is part of the deal. And so, (laughs) sorry about that, Heather. I just couldn't resist. So, we are looking at prayer, and we are looking at uh, the Lord's Prayer, but really focused on one aspect of the Lord's Prayer as we end out this series, and that is on the prayer of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Within the Lord's Prayer, within that pattern that He gave us, He taught us that part of our prayer is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so we say, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It is a prayer where we're asking God to forgive us for our sins. And I think there's three important things, four important things about that I want to highlight really quickly. Uh, The first is that we, when we ask God for forgiveness, we are acknowledging our failures. We're acknowledging those times that we either through our words or through our actions or through our thoughts, are missing the mark that we are not aligned with the things that God would have us to do or say or to think. And we're not trying to hide those things, we're not trying to excuse those things or ignore those things, that we're confessing those things and asking for God's forgiveness. Now the good news, the second thing is, the good news about that is that God does forgive. And the Bible tells us that God forgives us immediately and God forgives us completely Immediately, that God isn't withholding forgiveness and saying, well, you've asked, and we'll see, and maybe I'll forgive you a little bit here and a little bit there, and we'll see how it goes and so forth. God's forgiveness is immediate, and it's complete. The Bible tells us that when God forgives, he remembers our sins no more. So it's complete forgiveness that God not only forgives those offenses, but he doesn't even remember them after we've asked for forgiveness. The third thing about that is a recognition that God's forgiveness is complete, it is immediate, but that doesn't mean that we're kind of getting off scot-free, that there are still consequences to our sin. And uh, so, for example, if you were to commit adultery and you asked God with a sincere heart for forgiveness, God would forgive you immediately and completely but there are still consequences to those decisions right that that the damage is done to your spouse and to your kids and to your extended family and friends that there's damage to that that's not god's judgment that's not god punishing you those are the natural results of our sin and that's really what sin is about that's the nature of sin that god god doesn't want us to do things that are going to injure us or injure the people around us. That's the nature of sin. Um, So there are still consequences even though God gives us his full forgiveness. And then the fourth thing is that in Jesus' prayer there is also a component of our forgiving others. And so we're needing to learn to pray for those who have offended, uh, betrayed, hurt us in some way. Um, that we are also called upon to pray for their forgiveness. And uh, so we're going to unpack this uh, in uh, our message this morning. And so, Rick, as we continue on in this, um, talk a little bit about David and David's experience of prayers of forgiveness. Yeah, so
1: we kind of have to go all the way back to the Old Testament, and there's a story there of David... Uh, who is the king. He's the king of Israel, and he's living in the king's palace, which is where kings would live at that time, right? Uh, His army, though, is off at a battle. His army uh, is... is doing his bidding and off at a battle and typically the king would go along with the, with the army to this battle but David decided to stay back at the palace and so he's on his rooftop uh, surveying his land looking out upon the city and while he's looking out it says that he saw something that he shouldn't have seen. He sees a woman who is bathing uh, on on her rooftop and it's like the, the, the king's palace was highest in the highest spot and he could look down and see and he sees this woman bathing. Uh, He can't get this woman out of his head, and and, uh, he decides to pursue and find out more about her, finds out her name, and has her brought to the palace. Now, after their encounter, uh, she becomes pregnant, and her husband is one of the soldiers who's off fighting this battle where David should be as well. So David knows that he'll be exposed, that this woman has become pregnant, And to cover up his actions, he sends messengers to have this woman's husband put at the front of a battle so that he'll be killed. And so his intent is to cover up his sin, to cover up his decisions with more sin and more bad decisions. So it's deception on top of deception, and this is going to lead to David's double offense of adultery and murder. Now, David believes when this has happened, he gets word back that the husband is killed. He has the woman brought into his palace. David, in a sense, I believe, is sure that he has gotten through this, that he's uh, been able to cover up all that's transpired. But then Nathan enters the picture. Now, Nathan is a prophet of Israel, and Nathan knows David, and Nathan, it turns out, knows what has happened. He's, he's got information about what David has been uh, uh, doing, and the way the story tells is that he's been called by God to now confront David. Now, Nathan knows that David has already killed one person to cover this up, but David has courage, and he confronts or excuse me, Nathan, Nathan has yeah. courage to confront David. He chooses to speak truth and uh, 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 and and into power and authority. I mean, that's just one of those. I mean, the reason my son is named Nathan is because this character in the Old Testament is one of my favorite characters, oh, and yeah. I was I was I just love the idea that uh, it, it, in spite of all what could be fearful, he still spoke truth. He still spoke truth into power and authority. And and when he does that, uh, David is undone. Uh, David, uh, he doesn't try to cover it up. He uh, confesses fully. He's guilty. And he then seeks out God's forgiveness. And he prays and is reconciled with God. And then later on, he wrote down the prayer that he prayed after Nathan confronted him. And so we're going to look at part of that prayer this morning. It's going to be up on the screen. It's from Psalm 51. And I'm reading from the message version. And David prayed something like this. He prayed, generous in love, God, give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out my bad record." I mean, David is moving from guilt to confession. He says, Scrub away my guilt, soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been, and my sins are staring me down. I mean, he says, God, I was wrong. God, I'm feeling vulnerable. And that can lead to a new start. It can lead to a fresh start. Jeff, what you said is there's this immediate forgiveness that we receive from God when we ask for it. There's this clean slate that comes with forgiveness. No matter where we've been, you hear me say this often, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've thought about God in the past, whatever it may be, when we go to God for forgiveness, we receive it immediately. And so then David goes on and he says this, you're the one I violated I mean, David understood as awful as his sins were. I mean, he's, he's committed uh, murder and he's committed adultery, but he says, uh, uh, you're the one I violated. It's much worse when we break that relationship with God. And you've seen it all, seen the full extent of my evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fair. I've been out of step with you for a long time. I love that realization right there. That he, he, he realizes that, you know, this isn't something that happened once. This is, this is a process that he has been out of step. That he's, he's wandered, not maybe not intentionally, but he's been wandering away from God's ways. And he says, I've been out of step with you for a long time, in the wrong since I was born. And then David's prayer finishes up this way. It's again up on the screen. He says, create in me. A pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain you. Same, it, the, this idea of re- creation and being renewed and being restored and, and that our prayers are, are not, not only bring us from guilt to confession, but they, they lead to transformation. They lead to yeah. restoration. And David, after this prayer, I believe that he is no longer the man he was before this prayer. Yeah,
0: no, I love that um, idea that our, our prayers of forgiveness aren't just about uh, relieve me from the guilt and shame. Yeah but really God I want and the way David articulated right I want a pure heart yeah. I want a steadfast spirit in other words I want my heart Lord to be like your heart I want my spirit to be guided by your holy spirit so I want this transformation from the inside outward. You know, here at Hope, and we say it all the time, that to be a Christ follower is to be in the process of being conformed to the image of Christ. And that's this idea that I don't want to just be forgiven. I want to be transformed. I want my heart to be the shape of God's heart. I want my spirit to be the Holy Spirit at work in me. And uh, so that is a part of this prayer process that we're in. And so then Jesus, as he continues in this prayer, it doesn't end with just forgiveness for me. It is, it goes on and says, Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. It's this next level of of praying for those who have offended me, praying for those who have hurt or injured me in some way by their words, by their actions, by the way that they have treated me. And uh, so it's this very difficult thing of forgiveness. Yeah, which is why that transformation in our hearts is so
1: important because it's so hard to forgive oh my gosh. those who have hurt hurt us, those who have brought harm to us, right? It's just, yeah. it's so hard. And forgiveness is not, um, it's not forgetting. Right? Right. The reality is we, we, we're not like God in that way. We don't forget those things that have happened.
0: And it doesn't fix things immediately. It doesn't, it's not about, you know, immediately restoring the relationship um, because there are consequences right. that come with uh, when people offend us and so forth. But it is this decision about how I'm going to proceed yes. and how I'm going to think um, about those people and pray for uh, those folks. Now, David, um, he also was uh, praying for others, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who had offended him? His enemies.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he, he had another prayer. Uh, that was that was a prayer from Psalm 51, which yeah. was uh, you know this beautiful prayer of forgiveness. He had this other prayer. This is uh uh I'm, I'm, it's gonna be on the screen as well. Uh, he had this to say about his enemies. Right. He was praying and he said, uh, "Let their supper." Be bait in a trap that snaps shut. Amen. (laughs) May their best friends be trappers who will skin them alive. Ouch. Uh, Make them become as blind as bats, he prayed. That's harsh. And give them the shakes from morning to (laughs) night. Let them know what you think of them, God. Blast them with your red-hot anger. And that's just three verses. If you read Psalm 69, it gets even more and more harsh. Uh, David has some things to say about his enemies. I'm
0: telling you, these are prayers you can get behind, right? When it when it comes to people who have really hurt you. But the thing is, David was living in under the old covenant. Jesus, who brought the new covenant based not on our adherence to the law, but instead based on grace, His grace toward us, and a new law, the law of love. And so Jesus had this to say about our enemies, that we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us.
1: Yeah, this whole different way of living, right? Yeah. It's a... We, we've called it, you know, the God's kingdom. What do you, what do you say about God's kingdom? That it's uh, yeah. it's God's will and God's Living way. Living by right?
0: anywhere that uh, God's will and God's way prevails, that's the kingdom of God. And, and that's what Jesus is calling us to.
1: Yeah, so he talks about that. He talked about loving your enemies and praying for those. Uh, he, these are his words. They're not on the screen, but just listen carefully. As if Jesus were speaking them, he's talking about how this kingdom operates. And he said, you're familiar with the old written law. Now he's talking again about David's time. He said the old written law was love your friend and its unwritten companion was hate your enemy, which is that example of, of David just praying those harsh things for his enemies. Yeah. Jesus also said this, I'm challenging. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, hmm. not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, Jesus says, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. So God's kingdom way of living, Jesus says, is that we can pray for our enemies and we can pray for those who might bring us harm, And this isn't just something that uh, uh, was an idea that this became adopted by these followers of Jesus. Paul, a few decades later, said this about the kingdom way of Jesus. He was writing to the people at a church in uh, Colossians, and he was encouraging them to follow God's kingdom way. And he says this, make allowance for each other's faults. Mm. And then he says, and forgive anyone who offends you. Anyone, not just those you want to. Forgive anyone who offends you. And then he says this, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Really, that's, I think, where we're trying to, uh, uh, that's, that should be where we're headed in this, in this idea of the kingdom of God is right. that it's about forgiven
0: people, forgiving people. Amen. Yeah, we're called to be a forgiving people because we've been forgiven for so much. And so as part of our prayer, our regular prayer is confessing to acknowledge those areas where we fall short of God's standard and to not ignore those things or deny those things or um, excuse those things, but to confess them and to ask for God's forgiveness, knowing that he is anxious to forgive, that he desires to forgive us. And not just forgive us, but to transform us. And part of that transformation is how we react to those who have hurt and offended us and to pray for their forgiveness and then to act on uh, forgiveness for them as well. And so we're going to take a few moments as we close out our time together by giving you an opportunity to pray. And so wherever you are right now, to simply bow your head and to... Take a moment to confess those things in your life, and you're not going to have time to go through uh, the whole list, but one area of your life perhaps where you know you are misaligned from God's will and God's way, and to confess that and to seek God's forgiveness, and then we'll, uh, we'll pray for uh, those who have offended us. So let, let me lead us in prayer. And so God, I know I fall short. In the things that I say, in the things that I do, in the things that I think. And so, Lord, I confess to you right now this one specific area where I know that I'm missing the mark. Hear my prayer as I seek your forgiveness. Forgive me, oh God. Create in me a pure heart, a right spirit, a holy spirit within me. And God, as you are doing that renewing work in me, I know that there are people who have hurt, betrayed, offended each of us And so, Lord, we, in this moment, speak the name of that individual or those individuals praying for their forgiveness. Lord, give us the wisdom and the will to be uh, uh, To be willing to move beyond praying for their forgiveness, but offering them forgiveness as well, mm. in the ways that we talk to them, in the ways that we talk about them, in the ways that they when they come to mind that we think about them, and Lord, every time that name, that person comes to mind, and those feelings of anger. Uh, come up, we'll pray again and again and again until we fully embrace forgiving them. Mm -hmm. Knowing, God, that as we do that, that our hearts and our spirits are being transformed Mm -hmm. into your image Mm -hmm. for our sake as well as for the sake of others. We pray these things. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. We're looking forward. Uh, We're going to be sharing some exciting things that are going to be going on uh, this coming uh, fall. And uh, so we'll be sharing some of that uh, in the coming week and then talking more about it next week. So look out for that. And, uh, hey, continue to be in prayer. Be in prayer for our country. Uh, these are challenging times. Our southern states are dealing with this, uh, these relentless hurricanes. Our western states dealing with these wildfires. Uh, we recently lost um, uh, one of... Uh, Uh, America's great servants in uh, Justice uh, uh, Ginsburg. And uh, so we need to be praying for that family um, and for our nation as we move into an election season. So there's a lot to be praying about, but there's a lot to be excited about. I believe that this is a time where the church gets to shine, where we really get to show the world what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so these are exciting times in the life of the church around the world and certainly right here at Hope. And so we're looking forward to sharing that with you in the days and weeks ahead. May God bless you as you go through this new week.